Hey everybody, this is Reza. This is Sandy. Welcome back to episode 48 of the Stone Cold Sober Podcast. It was a great weekend for us. Yeah, really solid weekend. Very, very excited to share it with you guys this week. Absolutely. Now before we do that, some housekeeping. Just wanted to let everyone know that we are on iTunes. For those of us that are, for those of you that are still listening on YouTube, if you like, we are definitely on iTunes now. You can search for us by just typing in Stone Cold Sober Podcast. You're going to see us right there. We've definitely had uh, a lot of people have texted me, come up to me, and just said, hey, listen to the podcast. Love what you're doing. We really appreciate that support. And I think it's always fun when we get to share that between. The two of us, like, oh my god, this person reached out and that person reached out. I can't believe like our friends and they're actually listening to this. Um, and people are commenting, like, wow, I think it's been over a year since you guys have been doing this. And yeah, so it, it's sort been. of nice to to get that feedback. Yeah. Um, but but let's just dive right in this week because we got we got a lot to talk about. Yeah, we do. So you came up this weekend. Yep. And went to see Bill Burr. Yep, Bill Burr was doing uh, the New York Comedy Festival this week, and he also had a side gig uh, at Madison Square Garden. We had bought these tickets like a while back, and it was just funny how like this weekend always seemed like we, there was something that we were going to do at one point, and then all of a sudden it just came rushing up, and we were like, oh my god, it's this weekend. Yeah, before you knew it was here already, so. Yeah. Now, on Friday when you did come up, we were having a goodbye sort of celebration. Well, celebration, you know, a send off. I think is the best way to say it for one of the for one of my colleagues at work. And yeah. we went. We were going bowling, and we and so we took a cab up from the office. We were also moving floors, so it was sort of like, hey, like everyone, just get out of the office. It'll be a lot easier for the movers if mm-hmm. we're not like in their way, and. You know, just like a normal day, like it's just any other thing, and then we get to the uh, the bowling alley. I'm about like I got my shoes on. I, I like bowl the frame, and then I'm just like sitting there waiting for my turn to go, and I just like feel it from my pocket, and I go, "Hey, that's weird. Where's my phone?" And you know that feeling that like your stomach, I mean your heart just sinks immediately. That's sort of what happened to me, and. I started rifling through my backpack, and I couldn't find it anywhere, yeah. so I did the iPhone uh, Find My Phone, and at first, it showed up as like, oh, it's totally still here, and people were like, oh, it's in your back pocket, and I was like, nah, like, I, I searched, like, put your hand in my back pocket, I don't feel anything, <laughs> and then we refreshed it, and it was like 30 blocks away, and I was like, Jesus, alright, so I locked my phone, uh, Sort of like, you know, from a distance using the uh, the program, and then I started pinging the shit out of the phone, right, hoping that if he picked up a fare, somebody's gonna hear this thing. He picks up, the driver picks up, and he goes, "Hey, I got your phone." I go, "Yeah, I know you do." <laughs> he goes, I, I, "I no worries, I'm gonna come right back to uh, the bowling alley, which is like all the way on the west side of town." I was like, oh, "Okay, cool. Like that was really nice of him. Like, I'll you know, I'll give him some, I'll give him some some dollars." Yeah, for making the trip all the way back, and then I sort of just start tra- like my mind is not in bowling at all, and I felt really bad because I wanted to like 
sort of have a great like I definitely wanted to have a great time with everybody, but you know, with the fact that I lo- like losing my phone, I'm just like my head's a, I'm just in a diff- totally different headspace. He he, I I keep calling him because I'm like, wait a second, you're going to the opposite side of town. Right. I thought you were coming my way, and then he picks up and goes, hey, listen, um, can you meet me at 57th and or 58th and second? And I go, sure. Like where he goes, oh, actually, he said, do you mind meeting me in Queens? Yeah. And I was like, uh, I'm not meeting you in Queens. I, I, I want to live. He goes, I'm going to drop my taxi off at the sort of like taxi taxi yeah, company like depot. Yeah. if you want me to meet me right outside there. And I go, no, I don't know like that part of town. Like I'm not just going to – It's nowhere near you. <laughs> it's nowhere near me. It's like 4 o'clock right now on a Friday, so there's mad traffic everywhere. Like it's just not a good look. And then he goes, all right, you know what? Just meet me. Meet me in Manhattan. Uh, and I go, all right, listen. I'm all the way on the west side, so you call me. When you're about to like head over, so I will try and time it as best I can. Don't hear from him until about 30 minutes later. He goes, he goes hey, I'm right on uh, 58th and 2nd. I go, I thought we talked about this. I literally said, can you call me? And he goes, yeah, sure, I'll do that. And then he goes, oh, he, he started getting really frustrated with me. And I was like, I, go, I was like, yeah, fine. I'm leaving right now. Um, I thought you were going to call me, but you know, uh, appreciate you making the trip back. I am going to leave now, and I'll see you when I see you. It is five o'clock, five thirty, uh, right. New York City, like around Midtown. Like everyone's trying to get the fuck out of the city right now, and I am like looking for cabs. But part of me is thinking like that would be the dumbest thing for you to do right now is just to get into a cab because <laughs> you're just gonna sit there. You're gonna yeah, pay yeah. all this money and you're not gonna make any uh, progress. So he calls me. He goes, "Where are you?" And I go, "Listen, I am only like." two blocks and two avenues away he goes jesus are you like in a cab i go no he goes all right fine i'm coming to you so i just keep like pinging the location of my phone he's slowly making his way over yeah and then at one point like i guess the wi-fi didn't work or something or like the the location services didn't work as well because i'm like you're stuck at this one intersection for like 10 minutes that's kind of weird he calls me goes all right sorry are you using somebody's phone i'm using somebody else's phone I okay. should have said that. Yeah, I, uh, somebody at work, my good friend, he lent me his phone, so I was able to do this. Gotcha. Uh, and he pings me. He goes, hey, I'm three blocks away. I'd be on the northwest corner. I was there. He slowly pulls up, and he goes, hey, are you the guy without the phone? I go, yes, I am. He goes, so – and I go, listen, man, I got, 50, I got 100 bucks for you for coming back, and it's a good bit of money. It's a good that's a lot, amount that's a lot of money. money. Yeah. But it seemed like the way he took it, it wasn't going to be enough. Yeah. Because I, I'm about to pay him. I go, hey, where's my phone? He goes, he's pointing to it and is like sitting on like the passenger side like seat. And I was like, wait, I've seen this move before. I'm going <laughs> to give you the money and you're going to drive off. And so I sort of like slowly like I'm holding the money in, one, like in my right hand. And I slowly reach down with that hand and yeah. then I just like snatch it. And then he looks at me and goes, hey, man, I got to drive all the way back to Queens. So I kind of like over like play the nice guy. And I was like, hey, man, I really appreciate you coming back out. You know, I, I you know, hope somebody pays it forward, yada, yada. And he goes, hey, man, it's like I still got to drive back to Queens. And at this point, I was like, listen, man, we all got something out of this, you know. Like you yeah. got 100 bucks that you probably wouldn't have gotten. 
you wouldn't have made that much money off of one fair. Right. Or a couple, like, you know, the however many and fairs he would have done in that time. I mean, his, exactly. his, presumably his shift was over anyway, so he just right, made extra money. because he was returning the car. Right. So I was like, so I was like, hey, man, like, I really appreciate it again for coming. And I just, like, I just walked out, like, walked away. Yeah. He goes, all right, man, you have a good weekend. And I was like, I already gave, like, people, some of my friends later were like, oh, you gave him too much money. And I was like, you know what, I just kind of wanted this behind me. And I was willing to pay a premium for that to happen. And so, I mean, thankfully, this is the only time this has ever happened. Hopefully, this has not become a repeat thing that I start doing. But it was quite the ordeal. And it felt sort of, and I felt really stupid because I got home and my roommate was, like, watching the news. And I had no idea what was going on in Paris. Yeah. And I was like, man, I feel so dumb for being just, like, wrapped up in my own world about my phone. So a part of me was really guilty. Like, man, you like like there's bigger things to worry about in this world. But I would I definitely lost sight of that. So part kind of a New York story. Thankfully this one has a happy ending. Yeah. I hear but, you. But because yeah. uh when I got my phone, I saw you I texted and you're like, Hey man, what's your address? <coughs> Sorry. You're like, Hey, what's your yeah. address? And I go, I knew it. Like, I, I knew that you were going to be texting me, and I felt bad I didn't have my phone on me. And thankfully, I was able to at least connect with you because that would have been just – that would have made the weekend a lot harder. It's like not having um, a yeah. phone. Yeah. I mean, what would have happened is I would have ended up just taking the train over to your place. Um, we could have met up there. It wouldn't have been that big of a deal. Um, what was interesting, though, is that my – so my my trip, my, my afternoon, I guess, was kind of a bit hectic as well in that I was supposed to catch a bus at 5.30 p.m. to go up to meet you uh, at about like 7.30, right? Yeah. And we were going to meet up with an old friend, uh, you know, get some food, chill out, and it turned out that my bus was delayed, um, heavily delayed. It ended up coming, I think, about two, two and a half hours later. And so I'm like hanging out at the bus station. Lane is Lane is just waiting out for me. I keep trying to get her to leave, but she's not leaving. Um, and finally, the uh, oh, so I finally get in touch with you, and then that's when you tell me about what's going on in Paris. I'm like, wow, I, I had no idea. Like, I've been I've been you know back and forth between the car, the bus station, trying to figure out if I can get more information, talking with other people outside. Nobody had any idea. I don't think anyone was like checking their phones, looking at the news, stuff like that. Um, so. When you tell me what's going on in Paris, I realize that that must be in addition to just the regular traffic coming out of Philly because apparently our bus was coming from Philly. So presumably, I guess it was coming south and then it was turning back around Wilmington going back up to New York. Whereas uh, I think one other bus came from the south, came from like Virginia going up to New York. Like the 620 bus going to New York arrived before my 530 bus going to New York. Wow. Um, And that bus was (laughs) was late as well. Um, but so I think that there was a bit of traffic coming out of, of Philly. I was thinking that maybe there was uh, some security issues. So lots of people were kind of, you know, they were, they were shutting down parts of Philly. I assumed it was even worse in New York. Um, and so I was literally uh, about five minutes away from rescheduling my ticket, my, my, my bus ride up till tomorrow. Because at this point, it's like, I don't know, 8 o'clock. Is it 8? No, it's it's close to 8. It's probably 7.30 or so. Right. And I'm just like, well, I'm going to get in really late, barely going to have time to do anything. I might as well just like 
take a bus up tomorrow or just drive up most of the way tomorrow, find a place like park at a friend's place in Jersey because he lives really close to um, he lives really close to Hoboken. I'd be able to just catch 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 a train from his place over to you. Yeah. So I was highly considering that, and then the bus all of a sudden showed up. So caught the bus, had a pretty smooth ride over. Uh, actually, very smooth ride over. No traffic, no issues getting into the Lincoln Tunnel. Nothing wow. at all. That's when you when you get hit with the dream run like that, like you you remember. Yeah. I'm taking aside the, from the fact aside from the fact that it took two and a half hours for me to get on the bus in the first well, that's place. That's fair. That, I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, that that's like, definitely uh, going to be an issue. Yeah, I mean, it was annoying because by the time I got on the bus, I was supposed to have been there already. But I had to have expected that as well. You know, rush hour on Friday, you know, Friday evening. But that's really the best that I could do. I, I really did have a busy week at at, uh, at at school this week with work, school, whatever you want to call it. And um, I even had to, like, do a bit of work when I was at your place, too. But, you know, finally made it up. It worked out pretty well, too, because I ended up meeting with you, like, right off the bus station. Yeah, because I was, I was in the neighborhood. I was grabbing a drink with, yeah. uh, with, with some friends. Uh, and by drink, I had a club soda. But <laughs> the... Yeah, it was just because when I found out, like, hey, when you're going to be there, and I was like, well, I'm kind of like a few blocks from you. There's no point in, like, trying to meet up somewhere else if we can just, like, connect now. Right. So that was the plan. And then we we met up at the uh, Port Authority, got some food on the way home, and sort of just, like, chilled out for the first night. Yeah. I mean, I I had you play Journey. Yeah, you did, which which was really good. Yeah, and it was funny because this was like a patented like late night gaming session. Um, <laughs> Started at like like twelve thirty a.m. Yeah, ended at two. Yeah. Uh, and I, and then you you definitely gave like you definitely brought up a really f- awesome point regarding Journey. You know, comparing it to the I guess the Greek mythology, yeah. right? Sisyphus, yeah. the story. Yep. Yep. And so that's something that I'll I'll definitely be sort of pondering later on my own some more. Yeah. And then we sort of just like went to bed because I was like, hey, we got breakfast in the morning. Like we had a we had a pretty packed day on Saturday. And I know that as I went to bed, I was like, oh man, like we're definitely going to want to see Spectre. Our Spectre. Yeah, I keep saying Scottville Spectre. Yeah, we saw Spectre. So as I went to bed, I like bought tickets on the app and I was like, nice. oh, like just because I knew that this is the kind of place where you can like book your own seat, mm-hmm. so like, oh, you know what? Like, it'll just peace of mind. I don't want because I want to see it. I think sometime earlier, or I, I was in a situation where I want to see the movie Spotlight with a friend earlier in the okay. week, and then like somehow it got sold out, and I just like I hate getting caught in a situation like that because you're like, oh, well, all of our plans need to change now. Because uh, it's obviously been sold out, so I just bought the tickets like right before I went to bed, and then we yeah. woke up pretty pretty early to get breakfast, and it was uh, we went to the Smith. God bless the Smith. God <laughs> bless the Smith. Did you enjoy it? It was really good. Yeah, great omelet. It was a lot of food. Great food. Ton of coffee. Like they're on point when it comes to the coffee refills, and I was just like, yeah, she's she comes back with more coffee. I'm like, want, want more coffee? I'm like, sure, why not? Yeah, I had too much coffee. No, we we both had too much coffee. We were we were buzzing when we were waiting for our ride to go uptown to uh, Lincoln Center and watch the movie. I'm yeah. still bummed that your get code didn't work. Yeah, but that's all good. I'm I'm glad you got the thirty at least. Yeah, you know, got got half the deal. Yeah, I just because it's always nice to have like 
just like uh, some money laying around for uh, for rides in the city because right. everyone's always running these deals. But we like I thought we left on time for the movie. I was like, oh, we've got about like f- close to an hour when we left. Yeah, it was about fifty minutes. I was like, oh, like you know, this will be good. We can sort of take our time when we get up there. There's like no rush. Yeah. And then we just hit just like bumper to bumper traffic. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm basically starting to freak out. I won't lie to you. I'm like, oh my God, like it's already 1230 and we, it's 1250. We're eight blocks away. Cars aren't moving. And it's like, oh my God, we're going to start. We're, at this point, I'm thinking we're, we're missing the movie. Yeah, same. So I talked to the guy, great driver. He played all of like classic OG weekend hits <laughs> the weekend. I was like, oh man, this guy is just like, you're, you're, oh, you're, oh, you're playing the CD. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, and Give him a five star rating too. Oh, I did. No, no, I did. I did. Like on on the app, I gave. Oh five yeah, stars. yeah. Oh, yeah. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Um, nice guy. You know, I don't. It depends on what mood I'm in if I'm going to talk to the driver. But if like you're yeah. there, I'm not going to be talking to the driver too much. Yeah. And then we just start. We we hustle to the. Oh, we were we were moving. We were moving, um, moving a mile a minute, and then we get there. And like we gotta go to the bathroom because obviously we're old and had too much coffee. <laughs> and then we, I'm like hearing the movie, like the this the, the the sounds from the theater, and I go, oh my god, we're missing we're this. Missing we're it. we're missing the beginning of the movie. Right. We walk in. Like, we're, it's like 25 minutes late. The movie's supposed to start at like it starts at 12:40, and at this point it's like 1:05, 1:10. Yeah. Right? Like. So at this point, I'm like, even even with a lot of previews. There's no way we're getting in before this movie starts, right? Yeah, like we're in the movie now. Yeah, it's got to be. We, like we're missing, like we're missing parts of the movie. Yeah. And lo and behold, we show up, and they're in the middle of previews. Yeah. And it's just like, oh my god, how many, how many like uh, trailers can you show before a movie? Right. And and it wasn't like the last preview either. There were like another two previews after that. Yeah, we saw that uh, that Moby Dick movie that's coming yeah. out. The Star uh, Wars one. Star Wars one looked good. I mean, I think that the greatest thing about IMAX, besides the screen size, is just the audio. It's just mm-hmm. so loud. That's my favorite part. That's what I was going to tell you. I forgot to mention it yesterday, but that's by far my favorite part. Oh, 100%. And so... And it wasn't too crowded, the theater. Mm-hmm. I guess because it was a somewhat early showing, but I expected the theater to be a lot more crowded. I did, too. Um, we saw Skyfall. Uh, Jesus, look what you did. Um, <laughs> we saw Spectre. What would you think? So at the time, I, I, when I finished watching, I was like, I'll give it like a seven. But the more and more that I keep reading about it and thinking about the things that I didn't like that bothered me, I'm dro- I, I want to drop it down to like a six. Yeah, that's what I gave. Which is disappointing. It's really disappointing. The opening scene's fantastic. I like the. I, I also really like the opening credits scene too. Oh yeah, they've always done a f- spectacular job with like the uh, just the way they designed the opening credits. Yeah. Yeah, I like that they've stayed like they've kept that consistent over all the bonds yeah but the movie itself i it i don't you know without ruining too much of it because it's, it's really only a week old so give plenty of people you know give people plenty of time spoiler to see alert. it and, and not no i'm not i'm not going to give any spoilers it's just i just i just feel like they could have done more with a lot of the characters that were in the movie like they brought in all these big name people and 
they had few lines like they didn't develop the characters properly like i i thought the i thought the villains especially i mean because i'm gonna compare it to skyfall uh silva and skyfall was a great villain i thought oh yeah um and and there's always an element you have to suspend your disbelief a lot in these bond movies like you know there are many times where bond ends up in the middle of a layer of the of the evil you know the bad guy right and the bad guy has plenty of opportunity to kill bond but they always want to have some elaborate trap or 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 scheme to kill the person to kill to kill the hero and you know bond always has to find a way out of it but like I don't know. Something about this movie just it, there was too. It was too absurd, too ridiculous at times, and, and you know. Yeah. It, it was still entertaining. I'll still watch it when it comes on TV. Um, you know, all that good stuff. But there are just you know, it just I was disappointed because it wasn't as good as Skyfall. It was definitely not as good as Skyfall. And. There were, you're right, though. A couple of great, like, the, I think the editing to the film was, was really nice. I definitely called that out the second we left. Yeah. I was like, oh my god. I was, like, such a fanboy over how they edited a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of great shots. The opening shot, the way, like, we, like, you and I looked at each other immediately, like, is this, is this being shot this way? And, and I'm like, I think it is. I think it is. Like, oh man, this is, this is exciting. Yeah. Um, so we walked out of that, and then we sort of, like, bummed around, uh, Midtown for a little bit. Mm-hmm. We walked through Central Park, which you've never done before. Yeah, never been to Central Park before. Um, I thought it was funny when you said I've I've only been here because uh, <laughs> Kevin from Home Alone has been here. Kevin from Home Alone, yeah. And I go, what? yeah, he has been here. Uh, we yeah. walked into Nike Town, yeah. which is just like a, a Nike superstore. Uh, I thought it was going to be cooler than what it was. Had you never been there before? No, I, I I've been meaning to go there for a while. Oh, okay. I wanted to buy like some some stuff. For 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 working out, but then I was like, mm-hmm. oh, like if it's Nike Town, like they're gonna have like some cool Jordans maybe. But then I realized like because like Jordans, like the Jordans I'm looking for are definitely a lot more just uh, more street than what they're offering. Yeah, it's just a completely different audience. And I was like, okay, this is not, not these are not the droids you're looking for. So so we sort of like we walked to the top and then we just walked out. I see. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Um, we I. Took you to uh, Pinche Taqueria on Lafayette for like a quick bite because we had delicious. It was just it been a minute since we eaten, and I'm glad you enjoyed it. Uh, we got a uh, we both got chicken tortas, which are just like these nice sandwiches. Uh, I think it was like I think the fact that it was warm, I think the fact that we got to sit down for a minute mm-hmm. was sort of like it just all uh, added to how good that sandwich was. Yeah, it's delicious. Um, you walked a ton this weekend. Yeah, so as a side know, note, I got that I got that Fitbit, and um, Lane and I compete. You know, there's we do the week challenges, so those span from Monday to Friday, and then we do the weekend ones too. So those are Saturday, Sunday, and I think I've had I think I've had the Fitbit for about three weeks now. She's I've won one of the um the full week ones, and she's won like two of them, and then the weekend ones. I think she's won all three that that we've competed for those. But this weekend, um, I did – so just to give you a general idea, the it's recommended um, and the goal for – like this, the default goal is 10,000 steps in a day. Um, now, if I go to work, I don't go to the gym, I don't take a walk or anything, I can be as low as about 3,000 steps at the end of the day. If I don't leave at my house and I work from home and I don't do anything, that would be a lot less, probably around 2,000 maybe. So um, – 
you know, getting 10,000 steps is good, but like getting 20,000 steps is very unlikely for most people. Uh, in fact, like the Fitbit subreddit, most people have hit 20,000 like once or twice, um, despite having it for like, you know, several months or years or whatever. Um, right. So, so um, the, the only time Lena's hit her, her 10,000 steps or 20,000 steps, I mean, was when we were in Paris. We did all that walking that one time, if, we, if you guys remember back from like, I don't know, a few weeks ago, a couple months ago when I told that story. Um, so yesterday we hit, I think a total of 23,000 steps, which was awesome. Turning this organization around. <laughs> so, so I, I'm getting the win. I think I'm up like by 12,000 steps over later for this weekend. So yeah. unless she, unless she just walks consistently for the next several hours, then, you know, this, Hey, you bad. never know. Yeah. You never know. A win's a win. Yeah. So yeah, it's like firing the head coach, and they come out inspired for that one week, and they like win the game, and it's like, oh yeah, yeah but wait, we're, 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 this is we won. Be, yeah, yeah, and twenty three thousand three hundred forty nine steps, equivalent to ten point seven one miles. That's crazy. Fitbit app tracked. Yeah, ten point seven. I didn't think we walked that much. Yeah, I do know that every time I sat down, I was like, I, I definitely felt old manish, and I was like, oh Jesus, this is a nice moment. Yeah, felt good to just get off your feet. Especially when we came back in after the taqueria, like got back in, just plopped down. We spent about an hour. Oh yeah, so I guess that's the next part of the story. I'm sitting. I think we finished the full day. We came back and uh, came back to your place. Just hung out for about an hour. You played Tomb Raider for a bit, right? Yeah, you watched me. Uh, you watched me play Tomb Raider. Yeah, looks like a good game. Um, yeah, and then and then after that we. Um, uh, Madison Square Garden for Bill Burr. Yeah, uh, like we were just sort of like chilling for a little bit until we had to head out, and we were gonna meet up with some friends, but uh, we decided that you know we're, let's just head to uh, head to the show early. Thankfully, we did because it was already getting pretty packed when we got there, and man, I think it was just incredible that one of the rare times going to an event. That we got off at the first level. Yeah. That's that that's ground. what was that's what I was excited about. Just those like gra- those ground seats. Ground seats. Like how many ushers did we have to talk to on a like every <sighs> every six steps? Like, hey guys, how can I help you? It's like, no, we are sitting here. All right, yeah. enjoy the show. Yeah. It we felt like rock stars to be all <laughs> the way down there, and we were. I mean, the place filled up really quickly. And just like seeing like all of MSG start to fill up for, for old Billy, <laughs> old, old Billy Freckles, old Billy Freckles, um, and so first guy comes out, who's like sort of the opener guy is Paul Verzi. I think they yep. he calls yeah. him his best friend, right? Yeah, and pretty solid set. Started laughing. Uh, I definitely enjoyed his ten minutes. Uh, he was definitely being a really good hype man for uh, Bill Burr's new animated series on Netflix, F is for Family. Yeah. And then uh, Joe DeRosa comes out. And I did not remember that he was on uh, Better Call Saul. And I think I stopped watching before he came back, before he was in the show, so I didn't know that he was in it. Right. And he does a good job. And there was some – it turns out because there was a, a group, a section uh, – I want to say like stage left, yeah, all the way up in the rafters, that just was making a shit ton of noise, 
And the girl next to me was like, what the fuck is their problem? Right. And I go, I've got no idea. She's like, she, she's ruined the show for everybody. And I go, I agree. Very, very distracting. Because they were like, some of them were booing. Some of them were just making a lot of noise. And I thought I heard somebody say, like, we can't hear you. And it turns out that that was actually the, pro- the problem. Um, there's, something was wrong with the speakers. And so they couldn't hear very well. Right. Um, which which would it, absolutely suck if you were in that section. Yeah, but distracting the you know like making that big of a ruckus like the the ushers are very aware well aware of the problem and they've made the audio people aware of the problem it took them a really long time to fix it but like the performers aren't going to sit there and wait for them to fix it and it it was just very distracting for us because we're looking up and then we're no longer listening to the performers and we're we're then muttering like what's going on you know and and so uh at that point uh verzi did address it where I think more or less he was just like, shut the, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Everyone was sort of like, because all of the comedians on stage that night were basically like living their dream of performing. And uh, Joe DeRosa said that yeah. when he came out. He goes, hey, guys, shut the fuck up. I'm living my dream here right now. Right. And thankfully they fixed the audio. I know a lot of people got refunds. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, people on Reddit were saying that you know they talked – to uh, customer service, and they were uh, a couple of people were issued refunds okay. because they just like into like ten minutes or fifteen minutes into the bit, like the uh, his first bit about the uh, the airline. Yeah, like they could not hear it. They could I hear see. people laughing, but they just couldn't hear anything that he was saying. Wow. So I'm I'm glad that they were able to sort of write that for them because it is yeah. tough. Like you're not gonna see him in Madison Square Garden every night. Yeah. And and so I'm glad that they were able to to get that but man we were i was crying the entire show i my glasses were fogging up i kept wiping away tears he definitely it was crazy because he was like he would like you know attack the crowd bring it back attack the crowd bring it back like he would always just keep pushing the audience one way and then just like his legendary ability to like ah you know win win everyone back over right Oh my god, so many so many great bits and I love how I mean, just just an awesome night. Just an awesome night. Yeah. It's a fantastic show. Really, really, really enjoyed myself. Um I'm glad I love I love seeing opening acts, uh, you know, people that I don't normally see. Um and I thought I thought Joe DeRosa did a really good job. I, mean, I certainly thought Verzi did a good job as well. Um but I I, I thought I thought uh DeRosa was really funny. Um and then obviously Bill. Bill was great. Um, I think like even he a couple of times he did try a couple of, or he tried a couple of jokes that didn't necessarily fall flat, but they definitely didn't hit his standards and he kind of addressed it. You know, so there was the one uh, he, he had made like a, 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 a sports reference and I just don't know if people got it or what. And so then he tried to change it to like a music reference. And again, people didn't care for it very much. So I don't yeah. know if it was just a joke or whatever it was. And like the way he kind of brushed it off seemed like it, like it sounded like it kind of got to him a little bit, but then he just kind of moved on, went on, went on with to a new, to a new joke. So yeah, he's I, just like, eh, what? he's like, you know, really that's, that, that doesn't do it for you. Huh? All right. Well, anyway, yeah. Anyways. Uh, yeah. I, and I like how casual he had it. Cause I, I'm glad he didn't like, not that he would freak out in any way, 
But I'm just I'm glad how he was like, huh, interesting. Like he's literally workshopping this. Um, and he goes, oh, that didn't, doesn't do it for you? Like he said, let's try the music route. Oh, oh no? Oh, okay, yeah. interesting. Yeah. I think referring to him as dingers was interesting because I don't think that's like something that – maybe it's because I don't follow baseball. But yeah. I haven't heard them refer to as like like home runs as dingers in a while mm. or ever. So uh, maybe that's why he lost some of us when he's when he referred – I mean I knew exactly what he meant when he said that. But it was just like – Sort of like like that workshop aspect, like oh, he's still like kind of fine tuning, like really just tightening the wheels up a little bit on some of the jokes. Yeah. Um, but man, like I love that he is investing more and more into like these long bits, like where the setup is like easily ten minutes, yeah. and you're just captivated the entire way through. It's not like oh, all right, let me invest in this setup. I may or may not laugh. No, you're 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 laughing the entire way through. Oh, I loved it. Yeah, uh, it was a great time. Yeah, and oh, and oh, my favorite part of that about the show was just how respectful the performers were in terms of just being on time, no like delays or anything like that. So like the the show was supposed to start at eight. It started a little late, but that's fine because people weren't there. You know, people were still flooding in when when Verzi was going up. Yeah, the show may have started about like eight twenty, which is totally fine. They were there, so it's not like they didn't start performing at eight because they weren't there yet. Oh um, Ver- yeah, that's a great point. So like Verzi goes up, he does his set, and then he introduces DeRosa, who's there immediately right right on stage. And then Verzi comes back and then introduces Bill. Uh, oh, we get to see the the, the FF Family trailer. Looks like it's gonna be a great show. Looks really like, like it's gonna trailer. be a phenomenally funny show. Um. And then as soon as that was over, then he introduces Bill, and Bill comes right on. Whereas I've been to shows in the past where you're like sitting around waiting for like half an hour from you know between your op- your opening act and the the the, the performer, like the, the the headliner, and it's you know it's just nice to actually get that respect from 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 the performer. Right now, was you know, was that something that we had experienced when we saw Chappelle? It wasn't as long of a wait, but I did experience it when I saw Chappelle the year before at the um, what's it called, the Oddball Comedy Fest. Um, at UD, we waited, right? We waited for uh, it was at uh, in Camden, Camden, New Jersey. We waited for about thirty or forty-five minutes before between uh, the uh, what's what's the, the group called, uh, Flight of the Concords, and Dave Chappelle. So we we're just like kind of hanging out there, just sitting oh, wow. there waiting for him to come out. Be, when we when we saw Chappelle at Radio City, yeah. uh, like a year and a half ago, though, we waited like fifteen minutes, maybe. It wasn't that long. Oh, it wasn't okay. I don't think so, but I could be wrong. Yeah, I, 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 wrong. I guess I just forgot. Like, I guess I just forgot how uh, how much we might have waited. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I could be wrong, but if it, it was nice, just to like, it was just like you know, one on, one off. Like they were just on point, ready to go. Um, we got out like at ten thirty, maybe, and it was a mess to get out. We were, it took us a while to get out, but we f- we finally got out, and then we headed over to um, to meet up with my one of my old college friends. Yeah, who is uh, who is working at LPR, La Poisson yeah. Rouge Redfish in uh, what's it called? Jesus, and next NYU, um, some place that I've definitely seen and been to before in my in my 
college days. So yeah. it's kind of fun to be back in that part of town, but also be like, oh my god, I'm an old man for a reason. Like, everyone's drunk, everyone's in the streets, and I'm just like, oh, I just, I can't, I can't, everyone, go home, it's over. Um, but it was great to sort of catch up with uh, with your friends, because I've, I've met them before. Yeah, so I haven't seen Dave in a year and a half. So, yeah, very good to catch up with him. He's been living in the city for about two years now, and... um uh, I, I have to make up a trip to uh, see him again, you know, properly. You know, this was like an you know hour, hour and a half trip that we or a visit that we got. Um, but after uh, once we met yeah. up with him, we 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 got some pizza, and then after that, it's kind of like, well, what do we want to do now? And then I'm like, well, you know, yeah, I know we, you're in, yeah. you're interested at least the UFC fights on Ronda Rousey starts fighting at, at midnight, and I think at that point we had like 15 minutes to get to to find a place where we can watch it. And, uh, you know, because we were worried that the fight was going to end in, like, 15 seconds. Um, right. Well, because history has showed us that that is very possible with Ronda Rousey. Yeah. yeah. And so we we were on the corner of, like, Bleecker and McDougal. Uh, actually, no. It was more like on, on Carmine's at, at this point because we had eaten at Joe's Pizza. Grape slice of pizza, if anyone's ever in that part of town. It's definitely worth the line. The weight's not too bad. The the, the pizza just it, it's so good. I just haven't had a slice of pizza like that in a long time, and it just definitely hit the spot. And then yeah. we just hustled to the uh, the AO grill, AOA grill on Sixth and Canal. And the entire time, I'm thinking like, am I willing to pay like up to like a forty dollar cover to watch UFC? And I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> I didn't say it out loud, but I was like, I don't think I'm going to be able to do it. And luckily, when we get there, like we're like the fights like are well underway, and the place is pretty busy. I don't want to say it's like packed because I mean we found a seat. Yeah, we did. But no cover. Nope. Uh, the the waitress came over real quick with the with the menu. We got our drink orders in. Like it, it all happened really smoothly, and it was nice and warm. And the people around us were nice, and uh, it was just great. It, yeah. w- it was fun to watch a UFC fight because the last few fights that I've seen, I've seen them in my apartment alone, sort of just like streaming it on my computer. So it's like you don't get to feel the energy when somebody connects with a shot and like everyone in the bar just reacts. Like because everyone's reacting at the same moment. It's basically just like – I mean the, for me so far, the closest – I'll ever get to like watching a USC fight, quote unquote, live. And I, uh, granted, this isn't truly live, but just like the uh, that experience with with sharing with other people. That's what I'm talking right. about. No, I hear you. Um, yeah, we got there. There was the the, the fight right before was on. Um, yeah. So Ronda Rousey's record going into this fight was 12 and 0. Her last four fights before this one, she she won uh, in 34 seconds into the first round, 14 seconds into the first round. 16 seconds into the first round, one minute, six seconds into the first round. She's only in her 12 wins. She'd only gone past the first round once. And that was her ninth fight against Misha Tate. Yep. Which she made it to the third round where she won by an arm bar submission. So a lot of people, because of her last four fights, uh, it's going back to February, 2014, her last four fights have been over within a minute. So a lot of people are expecting Holly Holm to just get demolished really really quickly and on top of that 
Holly Holmes is she's not um she's not as seasoned of a UFC fighter of, of a mixed martial arts fighter. She's known as a boxer or a kickboxer. Um, and so she comes in as a heavy, heavy underdog. I think there are, I think, uh, she was plus 700 yeah. going into the fight and Rousey was, uh, minus 1700. Yeah. So those, the, the gambling odds, if you're not familiar with the, what those are, but so, most people obviously were betting on Rousey to win, and people were probably betting on how quickly she would win. And she comes out super, super aggressive. Like she's done before. Yeah, like she has done before, and it just did not work. Now, the I think the reason why it didn't work this time was because Holly Holm was able to calm herself down and know that she prepared for this type of aggression yeah. because – Ronda Rousey always comes out swinging, and she didn't sort of like she didn't lose her cool, which you know you can appreciate from someone who might not necessarily have been in the ring or uh, in the octagon for as uh, as long as Ronda Rousey has. Yeah, and it just seemed like the roles were reversed. Yeah, because you know. Ronda's coming out chasing all of these. She's just trying to end this fight as quickly as possible. Yeah. And coming into the fight, she said that she was going to beat Holly Holm uh, as striking. Yeah. Which is just an incredible thing to sort of promise because Holly Holm has only, I don't know, spent her entire career um, becoming one of the world's best like boxers. Yeah. And uh, you what you trained for two months and then you think you can just beat her at her, what she's good at. Yeah. Most fighters, she, they, they take on a certain style. Right. Holly Holm is the current, um, or least, maybe not current. Her last fight was in 2013, but she holds the Walter white, uh, the, the Walter weight title in, uh, in, in women's boxing. So she's literally not, a, not just a professional boxer, but the champion championship boxer. Yeah. Like the champion, and so you can't take her lightly. And when Rousey said that she was gonna, you know, she's gonna beat her at striking, I've seen some people, at least maybe not, maybe not beforehand, but I'm certainly seeing it now. When I, because I'm not much of a UFC watcher, but I see plenty of people saying how boneheaded of a decision it was, and how they blame her trainer for letting her believe that she could actually beat her at striking, and how she needed to get her to the ground. Now, to give her, to give uh, Ronda Rousey some credit. It didn't necessarily look like she was 100% trying to take her out by boxing, but when she tried to close the distance, Holly Holm would just connect with some of these vicious hits, and, and Ronda was not blocking them very well. So it got to she the point where – She was eating a lot of them. Yeah, she's being hyper-aggressive, trying to get her to the ground very, very early, and she kind of gassed herself. But then at the same time, she's taking these nasty shots to the face, and, and they are – you know, they clearly hurt. And so by the end of the first round, it did not look very good for Ronda Rousey. And she definitely you know, lost the first round. Oh, easily, easily lost the first round. And what's interesting is because Ronda Rousey has been so effective at ending fights really quickly, she hasn't gotten hit a lot. Yeah. So I think it was sort of a sh- poten- I mean, I don't want to speak for Ronda Rousey here, but it, it potentially could have been just a bit of a shock to be like, oh my god, like I'm getting hit a lot more than I'm used to getting hit. Mm-hmm. And then that'll obviously the your sort of endurance gets affected if you're taking these massive shots that are connecting right in your face. 
Yeah. I mean, Holly Holm was was able, like you said, dance around, not get pinned too badly. She had great standing armbar defense um, because that's obviously what Ronda Rousey is world famous for. Right. And there was a couple times where she had it either pinned to the uh, to the fence or sort of like in the middle of uh, of the uh, of the octagon, and Holly just was able to squirt away, like mm-hmm. just not not be allowed to take down get taken down to the ground because it would have been interesting to see how Holly would have reacted had she been in a moment where she had to be on the defense. Yeah. Like if she's Yeah, for sure. Right. If like Ronda Rousey has one of her arms or what have you, like not full you know, not a full uh arm bar, but like getting her way there, that would have been interesting. Yeah. At one point in but the man, first round Holly Ronda Holm. Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, please. I was saying, so at one point in the first round, Ronda Rousey did get a nice hit on Holly Holm, which kind of staggered her. She, she, it, it, it definitely kind of like messed her up for a second. And Ronda Rousey tried to pounce on it quickly, but, but Holly Holm was able to recover. And she ended up taking Ronda Rousey to the ground. She was on top and Rousey was on the bottom. But Holly Holm wasn't even going to get in the position where she can kind of reverse it and put her in, in, you know, and submit her. So she literally just got up off the ground, pushed herself away and brought it back to the ground. Or I'm sorry, back to the feet. Yeah, which is which is the the smart thing to do in a situation like that. Yeah, she she played this fight very 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 well. It was it, it's every single every single punch, every move that she made seemed very well calculated. The very beginning of the fight, when she was kind of moving away, it seemed like I I mean I it looked like she was a bit scared. I wouldn't you know I I wouldn't I wouldn't doubt it or be surprised if she, if she was, but. Um, she was really able to get away from the first like minute or two of the fight, which is, seemed like the most dangerous part. Like the, it seemed like the, the time where if she were to screw up just slightly, Ronda Rousey would have taken advantage and, and ended the fight right there. But because she was able to evade that, I think she was able to you know bide her energy and her and her strength and really take advantage of that you know over the course of the the next like five minutes of the fight. Absolutely, absolutely. That's that's a great point, and. You know, uh, Hollywood just connecting with these devastating shots. And like you said, when they would trade, it was important for Holly to get her shots in. Not sort of just do like a clean trade that, you know, you're not going to just sit there and like, you know, rock them, sock them against each other. Right. But if she's going to get one in, you're going to make sure that she, like, it's not a free shot. Right. And, you know, there was a, those shots at the end of that second round. Where I mean the uh, the replays are there. Rousey's spun around, and you can debate whether or not she's out pre-kick to the neck mm-hmm. or post-kick to the neck. But yeah, I mean she definitely looked woozy just getting up, you know. Oh yeah, and but, it's just uh, a matter of do you think she was actually out at that point or whatever. But man, that was like a that's like something out of a movie. The way she just knocked her out there. Yeah. And then it's like the body goes limp, fall to the mat, two hits to the head just to confirm, and then just like the, the, the celebration yeah. from the preacher's daughter. It was great. It was a great yeah. fight. Uh, you could tell that the the bar that we were at was like kind of rousy, like kind of a rousy bar. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if those exist, but – you know, I think everyone expected just this fight to just be as do- uh, for Rousey to be as dominant as before. 
Yeah, I mean, it seems like a lot of people really like Rousey. I mean, in general, um, you know, obviously on the internet, um, she is and, an inspiring and, person. It's it, which is kind of interesting because of how cocky she is, how confident she is in herself, and kind of her composure, like the, the her actions before fights too, like what she'll say about her, what she'll say about her opponents, like the whole at the at the weigh in with like putting her fist up and kind of Holly Holmes' face to say, you know, I got you, and as soon as Holly Holmes put her puts her fist up too, then they kind of end up in a scuffle. And then she starts, you know, talking trash about her, saying how she's going to knock her out tomorrow. And then before the fight, she tries to touch touch gloves. Holly Holm tries to touch gloves with Ronda, and she just kind of backs away and just goes back to her corner. Um, and then, you know, the debatable hit at the very end of the first round after the bell rang. Oh, right. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe I forgot about that. That was so, – I think everyone reacted to that where we were. Yeah. Yeah. It was very close to the end, so, like, you know – uh, yeah, it is what it is, I guess. But it just, you know, a lot of people are 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 very much pro Rousey. I think it's, uh, maybe it's partially because you haven't really seen anything like this, and you just kind of like to see how her dominate so fast. Like people, people are paying to see if she'll be able to knock somebody out again within the first like fifteen seconds of a fight. Like you know what you're paying for, or you you know people think that they know what they're paying for, and to see the complete opposite happen. I mean like I'm I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not a supporter either way. I was just hyped like I was shocked that, that that's how it went down, you know? So and I, I feel like a lot of people felt like that too. Like there was definitely kind of, you know, a thunderous reaction by a lot of people. But my reaction and I think some other people's reactions wasn't necessarily like, yo, yes, I can't you know, I'm so happy Holly won. It's kinda of like, wow, I can't believe that's just happened. Yeah, it's uh, and it was funny because the guy next to us seemed like he was celebrating something with his girl, like they had the flowers in the bag, and you could tell that yeah. she did not want to be there, and he just kept talking to us. He, the nicest guy, didn't yeah. catch his name. Really appreciated talking about like fighting with him, and it was just interesting because I was like, hey, I'm sorry. Like I just in my brain I was like, hey man, or to not hey man, but hey lady, I'm sorry that. I keep talking to your guy about this because I know you want to get the f out of here right now, yeah. um, but but it was a good uh good crowd. I'm just glad we got to see it. Yeah, yeah. Because the energy is always a little different, knowing like not knowing the outcome and like seeing it live. Right. Yeah, and then we sort of what after that we just jawn our way home. Yep. Got back. You did. I, I did a little bit more work. You played a little bit of Tomb Raider. Um, and then passed out. It was probably 3 a.m. by the time we passed out. Yeah, I didn't realize that until, uh, until too late. I was like, oh my god, no wonder I'm, like, so dead tired. Like, we've been walking, like, you said, over 10 miles, and then, like, all of the energy from the fight, the adrenaline from that, the adrenaline from the show that we saw with Bill Burr, like, it was just a crazy night. Yeah. Overall, great. Had a ton of fun. Yeah, for sure. Same here. And then... Yeah, you just woke up, ordered some breakfast, like chilled out. We watched some like NFL films, like uh, you know, sound effects, and then uh, you were on your way. Yeah. And then I proceeded to. I want to say I napped immediately. I didn't. I definitely had some Tomb Raider action going on. But then at around like two o'clock, or I texted you. I was like, "Hey, man, I'm about to take this nap," yeah. and I fell into the deepest slumber. 
I didn't wake up till four o'clock. Literally, like, not sure what dimension I'm in because I haven't taken a nap that long in in a long time. I don't nap. Yeah, I'm same. just not a big napper. But just like if I did a nap, my body was going to shut down. Yeah. Um, how was the ride home for you? It was good. Um, I passed out pretty hard on the on the uh, the bus myself. Um, I think I slept for about like half hour, half an hour. But yeah, ride ride down is pretty smooth, pretty easy. Um, there was a bit of a delay getting to the bus stop, so I you know left your place with about an hour to get, you know an hour before my my bus was supposed to leave, and there was a bit of delay on the train, and so I made like five stops and I, and I look at my watch and I realize like I'm I have like, I think, like it my my bus was supposed to leave at eleven. I look at my watch and it's like ten forty five. I'm like holy shit, yeah. I have like another five stops. Like unless this unless this train speeds up. I'm gonna get there too late, um, right? But but sure enough, at, we we ended like the we we finished up in like the little construction zones. We we cruised to like through those those remaining like five stops in like five minutes. Um, hopped out the train, just walked underground, and I was able to connect to the port authority. I got to my I got to my gate. I think right about eleven. Um, got on the bus, asked, you know, confirmed that was the right bus. Give the bus driver my ticket, which turned out to be my my bill, which turned out to be my, be my Bill Burr ticket from last night because I ha- I had them both, you know, one in one pocket, the other. That's the other. funny. Um, so I got the right ticket. I gave it to him, and I was able to get on the bus. Um, yeah, got down here in about two hours. Pretty, it was a pretty smooth ride, pretty quick ride, and met up with Lena. Nice. Um, that was it. Yeah, action packed. Staring at seven thirty local time for us right now. Yeah. Just saw that Payne Manning got benched. Oh, did he? Yeah, well, he threw for 35 yards and then, like, four interceptions. Jesus. Which is kind of crazy because this is the same day that he breaks uh, Brett Favre's, like, single, like, like singles game, um, like, uh, career passing total. Yeah, yeah. He only needed three yards. The Colts were able to hold him off on that one. Because um, we didn't let him have the ball for about, I think, the last seven minutes of the fourth quarter. Yeah, good for you guys, for sure. But wow, four interceptions, jeez, man. Yeah. So in fantasy, in standard scoring, that translates to minus two point six points. Wow. Um, kind of sucks, but. Is he your quarterback? No, I have Tom Brady tonight. Uh, okay. Yeah. What's interesting is that it's a close one. Two minutes left. Or a little, yeah, a little under three minutes left. And New England is up twenty four twenty three against the Giants. It just seems like the Giants always have their number. Yeah, they're giant. That's that's what I keep hearing. Um, and the Giants have the ball right now too, right? Yeah. So where are they? There are New England's twenty eight. Wow, two minutes, two minutes fourteen to play in the game. I don't have any of these games on right now. But if uh, if the Giants are able to hold the ball for a little bit, and, and New England's using their timeouts, I guess they they just used one a second ago. So if the Giants are able to hold the ball for the next like. You know, minute and a half, get a field goal. They 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 they'll like they're likely to win the game. Yeah, not guaranteed, but likely. And they're saying that the the Patriots have not beaten the Giants since two thousand seven. Like, wow. what a record to hold! Because it seems like most teams, when like the Patriots roll into town, they're like, "Yep, count it as a loss. Don't even get off the bus." But yeah. the Giants are just like, "Nope, we're gonna play this game." And we're gonna win this game. And it's just like that—the yeah. confidence to be like, "I'm not scared of you. I'm not scared of you." Yeah, yeah. The uh, Coughlin just seems to to figure out what the what the the Patriots are doing. I don't know what it is, but 
It's almost it's almost like how how uh how Belichick has the Colts number, except he's just really good at beating us by like thirty points. We never make it close. I was just about to say that the Giants are the Holly home of <laughs> of the weekend. But yeah, that's right. But you know, I don't I don't want to disrespect anybody or I'm not give enough respect to Holly Holm because just the domination, man. Yeah. I'm not, I'm just trying I'm not trying to get beat up, that's all I'm trying to say. <laughs> it was a really good fight, man. A really really good fight. Uh, there will be a rematch for sure. For sure. And I'm just glad there's more of like fighting fans out there. I know my friend at work got me into it and it's just like it's nice to start to like have interest in this stuff. Yeah. Um, how do you pronounce that woman's name who fought before? Uh, it starts with a J. I don't know. Oh, God knows. Um, well, I mean, she, when you throw that many consonants at me, I'm going to There are, there are a lot. Out. What, where is she from? Like Ukraine, maybe? I'm not sure. But she she's an amazing fighter, too. Um, Poland, she's undefeated. maybe? Uh, yeah, I think you're right. I think it is Poland. Yeah, I'm not, yeah, not going to. I'm, I'm, there's no way I'm going to find it if I start trying to look for it right now, but. Um, yeah, I mean, but I would be able to find it. You know, I see one Um, but she, she, she has really exciting fights too. They tend to go the distance, I believe, but they're, they are just, uh, like brutal, you know, dread said jigs. I don't know. Yeah. I have no idea. Joanne like that Robbie fight. Lawler, Rory McDonald fight where he punched that man's nose in and the yeah. man just could not fight anymore. Yeah. Poland, you're right. 11 and 0. She fights in uh, 115 weight class. Um, yeah, very solid fighter. She, uh, I, th- I also wanted to see the Uriah Hall fight. I've seen, I've seen, like, from, uh, he was on the Ultimate Fighter, and he had, like, this brutal kick, like, this brutal kick that, that knocked out his opponent. You can, you'll definitely find it if you just search YouTube for it, you just search Uriah Hall. That'll probably be the first link that comes up. <laughs> and, um, uh, and, Apparently he's been very hit or miss though in his fights. Like sometimes he's just on, and other times he's not. He had a really like a, a series of really good combos yesterday uh, with his kicks, but he did lose the fight. Uh, went to decision. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean now I'm just doing laundry as we speak. Uh, I didn't realize how cold it was going to be this weekend, mm. so I was a little chilly. And I just decided, you know what? Because I'm always trying to figure out like when's the right time to pack everything away. Because yeah. living in New York, I don't have a lot, a lot of storage space, so everything is always in like these nice, like clear plastic bins to just like sort of store away for easy access. And right. normally, like I like to sort of ring in a new season by just like washing everything because they haven't been washed in a couple months and it's all musty and whatnot. And so today I washed all the sweaters, scarves, so like that. I got my uh, my outer jacket, like my winter jacket, dry clean yesterday. You were there for that, and yeah, yeah I do have to get that other jacket clean though, cause that girl spilled that beer on it. Fuck. Um, more errands, more errands. Of course. So, I think I'm gonna have to call it here for me. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Got some more work to do. Yeah, but again, man, legendary weekend. Yeah, good times. For sure. Um, I think that's it for me. Anything else for you? Nope. All right. Nope, that's it. All right, cool. Well, I'm Sandy. I'm Reza. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you guys next week.